0: Hello, and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Today's podcast, I'm going to talk about leveling the playing field and allowing your children to see you as an honest person and to allow them to realize that you're no different and you struggle with the same things that they do. And something that we tend to do as parents is we try to Always have ourselves up above our children. I think it's a status thing that we do, and why getting rid of that has really changed my relationship with my kids, especially my older two. Um, You know, I think that we tend to fall into this trap where we think we have to make our children think that we have all the answers and that we know what we're doing all the time and that we're always in charge and they always have to listen to us. And sometimes in that we forget that we're setting an example and we forget that most of what we say does not really matter, Um, it's what we do. And I'm realizing that because I have allowed my children the opportunity to have a voice and to be able to speak up when they need to. I do this not because I wanna have children that disobey and speak Back and don't listen and have disrespect and all of that they still have that and I still earn that um and I say that because I respect in my opinion is earned it's not just a given and I think that as parents we tend to forget that when we're demanding respect from our children are we earning it and that's deep and most of the time we're not and I say that because When I self-evaluate myself, like I do with everything, I cannot honestly answer the question, yes, all the time. If I am having a lot of issues with one of my children, most of the time I need to look at what are they seeing and is there conflictions there? Um, And also by giving them the opportunity to really say how they feel about things. And we have a, you know, policy in our house where, you know, as long as we are being kind and we're actually just speaking, um, we can say what needs to be said to each other to be honest with each other in a kind way. I mean, it's one thing to tell somebody something they're doing is bothering you or they're noticing something versus calling names and being rude and being hateful but I think that even in a marriage you need to have this you need to have open communication to say listen even if it's awkward or uncomfortable you need to be able to come to me and talk to me about things Um, and so when you allow that to happen change is made. I know this because of being in therapy. And that's something that's, you know, you're not going to sit there and not be asked to answer awkward, honest questions that are going to help propel you to the next level of where you want and need to be. So in doing this, you know, my children have been honest with me at times to say, you know, well, you did this, or you say that and you tell me to do this, but then you're doing this. Things that I may not even realize I'm doing. So it made me realize that in those times, you know, I've always said how apologizing to my kids is something I feel very strongly about. Not again, when you apologize, it's not, you know, it's not a power thing. Some people feel like that they lose their power by apologizing. But apologizing really is a loving thing to do. And you can apologize to someone, whether you intentionally meant to hurt them, or whether you even never even think you meant to hurt, like you don't even think you did it. But the fact of the matter is, they feel like you did. And so when you're in a healthy, loving relationship, you know, saying I'm sorry is very important. Um, So... Something we also do as parents, I think, is we tend to want to put our statue or status like up high and like we're up here and our kids are down there and kids can sense that, you know, and and you can have authority over somebody and you can lead. And I feel like more than anything, parenting is just being a leader and being a good leader. You know, you know those bosses that you've had that they lead a certain way and you're like, you know, this isn't true leadership. Um, They don't do the things they're asking us to do. You know, they don't know what they're even talking about. You know, they just tell us what to do. They don't really care about who we are as a person. You know, they just think that they're here to bark orders at us, to think they're better than us. And, And you always feel like you're less than them because they're in charge. And so... If we as adults don't like that, why do we think our children want to feel the same way? And you can still lead your children, still be in charge, um in authority, whatever you know you want to call it, but do it in a different way because then I'm sure if you've had a boss you don't like and then you have a boss you do like and then you realize well you know that person can lead the same way and I've been in the situations many times where I've seen leaders do this I've been in lots of classes and seminars to learn how to lead because I've been in leadership positions myself Um, and I just feel like We also need to realize that some of the professional things that we've learned, we need to place into our parenting life as well. It kind of all flows the same. And so, you know, are we leading the way that they're going to respond? And again, every child is different. And at the end of the day, nobody likes to be told what to do. It's just human nature. And I think we need to remember this as parents that, you know, do you like to be told what to do? No, nobody likes to be told what to do. Nobody likes to be told what to wear. Nobody, you know, all of these things that we have to do with our children. You know, if we were, we we remember being kids and we didn't like it. And we know as adults, we don't like that, you know. So if we look at this and we, For me, I've tried to remind myself of this in many, many ways to say, you know, if I change my leadership with them, will their behavior change? And every single time when I make a change with me, then there's a change with them. And it's just an amazing thing to watch. Um, And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself always, you know, what is your ultimate goal with your child? Is it? To just get through their lifetime, just telling them what to do because that's your job? Or is it the bond and the relationship that you want to have with your child so that when they are an adult and they're not under your ruling anymore, they want to have a relationship with you and it's a healthy one? You know, what is your goal? You know, is your bond with them more important than winning every single fight every single battle is it worth maybe every now and then letting them talk to you not so nice because maybe they're just having a bad day and you're giving them grace and understanding for that you can see them as a person and and see their circumstance because do people do that for you If you can sit back and and say that to yourself to say, well, do people do that for you? Which I'm sure they do. I mean, I don't think anybody can sit here listening to this podcast unless you're a complete narcissist and think you do nothing wrong. You cannot sit and listen to this saying, no, I never do anything wrong. I treat everybody right. I never upset anybody. You know, nobody ever has any issues with me. Yada, yada. That's we all have our stuff. And so... You know, if you can sit here and say, no, I never overreact about a bad day at work or I've never come home from work and taken it out on my kids and been a little, you know, more, you know, unintentional or maybe I was a little more grumpy, whatever, you know, we all do it. Well, so do our kids, but they always seem to get in trouble for it every single time. And so I feel like. Can we look at this parenting as a way to potentially level the playing field and and let them feel like you're the same, you're equal? Like, because I am no better than my children. I'm not. I'm older than them and I have more knowledge than them. I'm smarter because I'm older as far as like protecting them and keeping care of them. But I'm no better than them. In fact, there is so many ways that when I really see my children, they are so much smarter already than I, you know, I can even imagine I ever was at their ages. And, you know, they, they, I don't give them enough credit. I think that we don't give kids enough credit at all. Like we don't see them the way we need to see them. And it's hard. And I fall into that even they think this is why it's really hard for parents with adult children to treat their children like adults, because they just have a really hard time seeing them that way, you know, and I think it's hard to see your children, you know, as more capable and more understanding and smarter than really what they are, or we tend to Overlook the fact that they have all the same emotions and feelings that we do every single day that even as adults we struggle with. I know so many adults. I mean, everybody has their stuff. I mean, I think everybody should be in therapy. Everybody. I don't think anybody is exempt from needing to sit down and hash out their feelings and their emotions and understand them. I still deal with adults that that I'm like blown away at the fact that they don't know how to deal with their own emotions and they're how old, but yet they expect their children to have their emotions all figured out, never express them incorrectly, you know, never do anything wrong. We expect these children to just be little soldiers that do everything right all the time and emotions don't even exist with them. Well they do, they're very big and they're very strong. and. They're overwhelming to these kids because they don't understand them. And sadly, because we as parents or adults don't understand our own emotions, we can't help our children, but then yet that's their fault and we give them a consequence. Instead, maybe try to figure out your own emotions and work through it with your child. Because you're guaranteed having the same emotions, but just at a different level with a different effect, and obviously to an age-appropriate way. I mean, when I say I share things with my kids, I, it's always age-appropriate. Like we're not sitting down and and bog, you know, bogging them down with stuff that is just not for them to carry at all. But I do think that there are age-appropriate things that kids can understand that you're going through as an adult. That, you know, that you may even say I'm struggling with this feeling and not even go into what it's about because it's too heavy for them. But to say, but, you know, I'm feeling some anger and I have to work that out. I have to find ways to and channel that energy and to, you know, acknowledge it because then I'm realizing I'm treating people I care about not so kind because I have this anger And so explaining that you are the same as them, you have those feelings, you know, helping them to understand their feelings, you know, what are they feeling? How are they feeling? And not telling them that the way they feel is wrong all the time because you just don't want them to have that emotion and maybe you don't even know what to do with that emotion, but letting them have that emotion and helping them with it. And, and you know, what makes you feel, don't we all want to feel like we're understood, right? That's the whole premise of friendship and, and everything is you, you want to feel understood. Do you want to feel like there's someone else out there that gets what you're going through? Isn't that a lot of times what connects people in all of the groups that we have created and you know, support groups and Facebook groups and just all kinds of ways that, you know, people tend to build friendships based off of that. But yet we overlook the fact that could our child benefit and and grow in a bond with us over realizing that they have someone who understands how they feel, um, who gets it and who understands it. And someone who's going to be honest and say, listen, I'm struggling today too, to feel like I have to, that I should be nice. Like some days it's not just, you just get up and be nice. I mean, if, if you're going to say that you have every single day that it's just super easy for you to be nice, maybe your circumstances are a little different, but there are days when, you know, you're just grumpy, you know, life gets to you and you just have to be intentional. Intentional. And you have to challenge yourself to say, I am going to choose happiness today. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose positivity because you're not feeling that way automatically. I mean, most days I do feel positive and happy and everything's fine. But I would be lying if I said that I didn't have days where I just got in a little bit of a funk and I was just like, uh, you know. I'm not feeling like I want to be around people today, you know? And that includes sometimes, unfortunately, we tend to be short with our kids then, you know? And so I feel like we need to find a way to maybe remember this and have this somehow on the forefront of our mind. I know I try to remember this a lot because, you know, it's really helped me Um, hopefully the bond that I'm building with my children, you know, hopefully the, the, the view I have of the future, my relationship with my children will be what I am aspiring for it to be. Um, there's never any guarantees, but at the end of the day, I want to look back and know that I truly tried and that I truly was willing to, look at myself first and say, what can I do to make this situation better instead of always expecting my children to be perfect and, and do the right thing all the time. And, you know, never speak back, you know, always be happy, you know, just do everything the way they're supposed to be. As I feel like we also need to remember that being a parent, Is It it brings out our insecurities, too. I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but, you know, everything our children, everything they do and everything they say tends to feel like a complete, you know, like it comes right back on us. It's a reflection of us in every way, shape, or form. You know, if they're mean to someone or they speak back to someone or they're having a temper tantrum or... You know, they're misbehaving in some way in front of people. Again, boom, reflection of us. And we tend to take the selfish route and be like, this does not feel good. This needs to stop. I am upset with this child because they have embarrassed me now in front of people. Why would they do that? Why would they say that? And it's always about me, 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 me and how I feel and how I am not liking it and You know, worrying about what those other people think versus saying, wait, listen, I don't want my child to act like that and they shouldn't be acting like that. But can I stop that selfish stuff that's going on with me as it's a reflection on me and stop for a moment and try to see why is my child acting like that instead of immediately reacting and saying, oh my gosh, you know. and But then in that, you're forgetting to actually see why are they acting like that. And are you getting so frustrated with them that you're not even caring? Why did you behave that way? Why did you say that? Um, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that I'm realizing that even as a parent, as much as I try to be always paying attention to what's going on, and I'm just one that I I call me a helicopter parent, whatever it is, I, I like to be aware of what's going on with my kids um, because then it gives me an opportunity to, you know, try to start a conversation about things that maybe they might not know to bring up, um, like a, situa- a situational thing that's happened with friends that, you know, they might not even want to talk about that I could try to bring up if I noticed it happening or whatever. But I'm realizing that when I'm stopping that selfish reflection to me response and I'm slowing down and turning off the rest of that noise and saying, wait a minute, what really is going on here? Why is my child reacting this way? And I'm taking the time to really want to understand instead of being angry and punishing and all of that, I'm stopping. I'm acknowledging their feelings. I'm helping them with those feelings. I'm showing sympathy for those feelings. And now I'm asking the questions, what makes you say that? Or what makes you feel that way? You know, and I am amazed at when I've started to do this, what I've learned that my child felt or something that may have happened to them or something that's been done that I was not even aware that if I wouldn't have had this conversation, I would never know that they're holding on to that. Because I don't see it that way or I just didn't realize their brain worked that way or didn't even realize that something did happen to them or was said to them that I'm like, oh, well, if I would have known that again, not a reason to, you know, misbehave or whatever, but that's a good opportunity to explain to them, well, if this happens again, this is how you should react or this is what you can do or this is how I can support you as your parent because no, we're not you know there's this saying i'm not your friend i'm your parent well you know i kind of feel like you can be both if you're you know intentional and careful how you do it um but i am my kids friends i'm their support you know i am their person to come to if they need something you know i want them to know i support you if you need something or you go- have this situation again this is what you can do i can help you you're not alone so that they don't feel like they have to handle those big things on their own because to them they're a big thing, you know, and help them process it. Because that's the other thing as parents that I think just, you know, again, I fell into the same pattern, but it's like, but then when you never give them a way to fix the problem, then you're upset that they keep repeating it. Well, that's on you because you haven't actually taken the time to really dive deep enough to understand how and what's going on, and how to help them cope next time. And at the end of the day, that's your job as a parent, in my opinion. Th- who else is going to teach that child those things? Um, so I think that there's a lot of levels to it. And for me, I've started to realize that if I just sort of put it at this place where, you know, I am no better. And I think this kind of really hit me yesterday when I apologized again to my son. And so, you know, I apologized because I kind of snapped about something and said something that I didn't mean, but I was just saying something out of just frustration, didn't realize he was nearby to hear and it hurt his feelings. So I apologized and so again, you know, your kids are going to see your emotions sometimes and you have to explain for those things. <clears throat> so then that evening I said, oh, I had a really good time with you today, blah, 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 saying whatever we did. And he said, oh, well, I had a really good time with you. And he said something sarcastic about, oh, you not being nice or whatever. And I said, well, why are you bringing that up again? I apologized and, you know, I said I was sorry. And then we had a really good rest of the day. And then he brought up a time that he did that, he did something similar to a friend. So it was a good opportunity for us to, for him to see what I did and see where he has done the same thing. And he said, Well, I did that with that particular friend, but I did not yell. I just said, I just walked away, like you said, and cooled down. And then I went back and we talked about it. He said, but I didn't yell. And he said something where he compared it to my situation. And I will be honest, my downfall is I do get passionate. When I get frustrated, I do raise my voice. It's just something that's always been you know, I grew up in a house where everybody was screaming at each other all the time. And it's not an excuse. But it's also my trauma is that I have never been heard. Um, This is probably why I have a podcast, because it's my way of being heard in some way that I like to speak. And, you know, in therapy, I've discovered all kinds of things. But you know, in my life, you know, I have really struggled to be heard and seen by a lot of people, a lot of people that should have seen me, family members that have never taken the time to hear me, truly hear me, truly see me, truly understand me. But instead they've stood back, made mis, you know, consumptions about me and they've judged me and they've you know, talked bad about me and, you know, they don't give me the opportunity to really share. You know, I haven't been heard even in my own marriage for a long time due to unhealthy circumstances that were happening. You know, I, I do feel like I have to, I have always felt like I have to get loud in order to be heard or seen. Um, And so it is a, tr- it is something that I'm realizing I have to work through even further because my kids are, acknowledging it. And so, and I'm telling my kids, well, you don't yell, you know, you do this. I'm telling all my kids the things that I should be doing, but find it very hard to do. Well, my son did call me out to say, well, but I did this and, and I did it this way, like you said. And then he let me know that, well, you did this and that's what you say not to do. And I remember I just looked at him and I said, well, Lucas, you're just a better person than I am, I guess. And I'm proud of you. That you're handling yourself better than I am handling myself. And all I can say is, I'm sorry. I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. And I promise you that I'm going to work on that. And, you know, I'm also a person that I don't promise people things if I'm not truly going to do it. Especially with my kids. I've always been very... um, Just strong about that, that I just, I felt very strong about that. I don't want to promise them things and say things. This was something that I struggled with with other people that used to be in my children's lives that they would do to them, the over and over that I'd say, don't do that to them, you know, because I, it's just, again, it's just asking for a temper tantrum and a meltdown, especially when they're young to just say oh well i told them that i they they could they could have that so that they would do what i wanted and then but i'm not really going to give that to them well then later on when they're screaming their head off and now you're correcting them well that's your fault because you told them they were going to have something that you knew you weren't going to give them and even at a very young age kids tend to pick up on that to say well now my trust in you is broken because you say you're going to give me this stuff and then this is why parents tend to say, well, why doesn't my kid listen to me anymore? Well, because it's all bribes that you don't ever follow through and they get to know your pattern. And so now they're not going to give you what you want because you don't ever give them what they want. And that's unhealthy. Don't do it. You know, that's just not, there's other ways. And like we've all given our kids like popsicles and lollipops and I'm not going to say I don't throw candy at my kids sometimes when I'm just like, do what I need you to do. But I don't promise them things that I'm not going to give them, though. That's one thing I don't do. And if I do, um, then I will, like, make it right. But it's very rare that, you know, that I will promise them something that I just absolutely know they're not going to get. So, yes, this is something that is eye-opening to me. And So when I say I'm going to work on it, I hope that my son knows that I'm truthful about that and that I hear him, you know, and as I'm even doing this podcast, it's making me realize I need to put, I need to reach out back to him to let him know I heard you and I am working on this. And isn't this really just the premise of every relationship? Because if we're looking for everything to always be perfect or to arrive at that perfect place, I don't know that we're setting Realistic expectations. Um, But if we have the expectation that. if To be healthy. Means we're not perfect. We all have our stuff. But that we are with love. Coming to each other. To try to help support. But at the same time. Call each other out. And I was just super proud of him. In the fact that he was able to do that with me. And he was calm. And he was like. Just saying matter of fact, he felt comfortable enough to say it. And you know what? He had a very good point. And so, you know, it's an amazing thing to me. And I feel like I underestimate my kids sometimes. And, and, you know, he got some major um, points with me with that. That, you know what? He has been listening to me. But at the end of the day, we do have to remember, like I said... Our kids are not always just going to listen to what we say. They see what we do. You know, they see what we do and that is what speaks to them the most. And the bond that you have with your child, I think, is ultimately going to be that thing that helps guide your leadership with them, that makes it good or makes it bad. And... I think being on the same page with this with your spouse is really important, too, because, you know, it does make it difficult if it's not consistent. But, you know, that's a whole other podcast. But, yeah, I just wanted to share this because I love doing these podcasts because I just love sharing. Um, I guess I like feeling like I'm sort of heard, but at the same sense, I it's a a nice opportunity to also document my journey as well to kind of look back and see at where I was at certain places. And, you know, I hope then I can remember some of this knowledge (laughs) that maybe my kids might want to know someday, but maybe they won't, you know, maybe they'll want to just figure it out on their own and my kids won't be the kind of parent I was at all. Who knows? But, you know, this parenting thing is really, complex. And, you know, it brings out a lot of our insecurities and traumas and different things that, you know, we have going on. Sometimes we can find ourselves falling into parenting the same way our parents did, even though we did not like that, you know, and we have to stop and say, wait a minute, why am I doing that? You know, if I don't, if I didn't like it being done to me, why am I doing it to them? So it's just an interesting way of constant, you know, reflection, I think. And I think being a parent is truly something that is growing me as a person in ways that I guess I did not even realize um that it was going to affect, you know, you kind of just think you've got things figured out and you know what you're going to do and you know, I I just tell them what to do, tell them how to behave, tell them, you know, just and, and that's going to be the extent of it. And I guess I didn't realize, you know, how deep these little children's minds and souls really connect with yours. And, um, you know, what a beautiful thing that can be. And that sometimes even if you're not meaning to, I think that if you're doing some of these things, it doesn't. You know, I'm not saying you're a bad parent because I fall into these patterns too myself. I don't think that means you're a bad parent and it's too late to ever try something different. I think that it just means that sometimes we get so caught up in our role as a parent and, and we're like taking it too so, so seriously and we think that we know what we're supposed to be doing um, <clears throat> that we're kind of doing the complete opposite at times. At least that's what I felt. When I kinda hit that point where I was like, wait a minute, I feel like because I, I like I'm actually doing the opposite of what I should actually be doing every day. And when I started seeing changes happening, I was like, Whoa, maybe I'm on to something here, <laughs> you know, maybe I didn't have it all figured out. Maybe it's not as simple and black and white as I kind of intended this to be. Um and maybe my kids are going to see me more than I ever realized. And it's therapeutic but also scary at the same time because like I mentioned I've never really been seen truly been seen for a lot of years. And it's something that I have a trauma for but then when someone does truly see me it's like a weird vulnerable feeling so it's almost like I'm like I want to be seen but then I hide away and try to shut myself off because I don't want to be seen but I do want to be seen and so with my kids I see myself having this struggle and maybe you feel that too and you know as I am allowing myself to be vulnerable to really be seen by them because I'm realizing that this relationship I have with them, I'm doing everything to make it healthy. And it's, you know, it's not the past relationships I've had before that were unhealthy. Um, So it's okay to be really seen by those people that now you're in the, the healthy relationship with, that it's not the unhealthiness before, you know, where... Or the wrong people who were seeing you, but then wanting to hurt you and not really see you with love, but see you and then use your weaknesses against you, you know? So I tend to have that, you know, sort of trauma of like, you know, it's just easier if I just shut myself off, but that's not the answer with my kids. And I know that, and I want them to see me, but you know, that's hard because, you know, I don't have the perfect cookie cutter story background, you know, and so there's times when I want to hide all of that stuff from them and, you know, obviously, like I said, it's age appropriate, um, but, you know, as they get older and they get into their adulthood, you know, I do intend to let them really know me and know the things that I, you know, struggled with and, um, you know i hope that someday i can have that kind of a bond with my kids and really know them and they really know me and it's healthy um and i and i didn't hide myself completely from them and try to make them think that i was some perfect person that just told them to be perfect all the time and tried to hide things just so that they wouldn't make mistakes um so I hope that resonates with you. I hope it somehow makes sense, you know, what I've shared. And this parenting thing is hard. And I think that we need to remind ourselves to find other people that support us and don't want to just look to judge us, but that are those people that can be honest and say, well, listen, like, this is what I see without the judgment. Just saying it and realizing that, you know, they're no better you know when we put ourselves in the same playing field as everybody else things tend to get better you know when we try to create these groups where one group's better than the other it never works because there is nothing that exists like that um so you know level the playing field a little bit with your kids Try leadership in a different way. Maybe try, you know, letting them know when you see that you've made a mistake or you haven't behaved the way you should and maybe give a little grace to them here and there for things that they have done. But that also doesn't mean we don't hold them accountable and we're not hard on our kids either. You know, I say all this, but I'm pretty hard on my kids. You know, I don't let them get away with, with stuff, you know, I call them out, I let them know. And, you know, I don't, I don't baby them when it comes to those kinds of things either. You know, I do have understanding with certain things, but, you know, they know right from wrong and they know that they're not getting away with stuff either And I do realize that because I earn their respect, maybe they respond that way to me because before I had taken the steps to actually earn their respect, it was different. You know, they didn't really care what I thought.